The human heart is very tender. It wants only to love and be loved. The human heart wants to melt into love, to feel love, to be permeated by love, and to be drawn into union. That is the intention and desire of all human beings. It is Bhagavatama to know your heart and to follow its lead <coughs> to the core of your existence. That is Bhagavatama. It is the true Dharma of human beings. But many forces within the mind stand in the way of this process. The mind acquires beliefs, opinions. It is rational, but in many ways, in its rationality, it is irrational because it is not aligned oftentimes with the heart. Only when the mind is aligned with the heart, with Dharma, with Bhagavad Dharma, with the true human Dharma, does the mind function properly. Otherwise, the mind operates in various layers of illusion, delusion, and self-destruction. The mind is rational. It feels that it has a grasp on what is real, what is not, what is good, what is bad. It makes judgments. In the mental function, there is judgment. Judgment is not the same as discrimination. The quality of discrimination, <clears throat> being able to tell the real from the unreal, is a quality of the heart. For when there is this love, there is a transcendence of the ego mind into a state of openness and a love for the great, a desire to be one, to feel that unitary wholeness, to be complete. And the heart, knowing this completeness, <clears throat> struggles to find the true discrimination that allows for understanding of reality. But reality lies not in thought, not in analysis. True reality lies in the love which is unconditional, in the peace beyond understanding. That gives the true reality of human life the true reality of all life, the interwoven interconnectedness of all existence, the unity of a divine presence, which is the essence of all that is. So the discrimination is to be able to understand the real from the unreal, the underlying wholeness, 
the divine presence from the uh, various delusions of the mind. Judgment is a different matter. It is a quality of the mind, and it is an analysis, a rational analysis, deciding this over that. It has its place in human life, but the problem is that unless there is a deep connection to the heart and to that longing for wholeness and that divine love and the wisdom that comes from that love, the discrimination, if it is not governed by that, it is governed by the reactions to past experience, the sanskaras, the karma. So when these reactions to past experiences, be they in this life or other lives, from the education you have gotten in school to the environment you live in, to the language you speak, all of these things create a reaction in the mind. The, the way you are taught by your parents, the traumas that you have in your life, all of these create reactions in the mind. And you have responses. If you have burned your hand on a stove as a young child, you will not want to touch fire or come near it. If you have had wonderful experiences with fires and and bonfires and enjoying friends and love in that situation, fire will be something very attractive to you. So the environment molds the mind. The experiences you have create your identity who you think you are, is a combination of experiences and the encoded genetic experiences in the body which you have entered. So the body experience, the mind experience, come together to form an encoded reality. And the mind begins to form identity around that. And in that individual identity, that is ego. That is identity formed around the body-mind complex. I am this body, I this mind. In that identity, there is a fundamental lack of understanding of the nature of reality to begin with. So discrimination is not present. The wisdom of discrimination is not present. And in that reality that is formed, the mind lives in a sense of delusion, assuming the unreal to be real, assuming that you are a separate being, conscious, in a mind and body, and that you are the vehicle in which your consciousness is resting. And so the mind struggles to find that which is real. It struggles 
with good and bad, with right and wrong, with what I should do, what I should not do. I'm a good person. I'm a bad person. It struggles with self-esteem, inferiority, and superiority complexes. And then your unique individual resonances, your unique identities bring you into susceptibility to the dream of you and to the dream of all that is and how you have uh, defined reality, all the nuances in your mind. But the mind is a fickle thing. Get in a car accident and it changes. If the, you have a concussion, the brain can change. Therefore, the mind expressing in the body changes. If you have age, old age can change the mind also. Trauma can change the mind because it changes the brain. And the mind is consciousness associated with physicality. It is a blend of those two. When consciousness leaves the physical form, the mind as you have known it becomes a a karma, a basket of karma, a a bundle of self-identity, which you carry with you because your consciousness has been so aligned with it so invested in this body-mind experience. So you carry it with you, but it blends with all the lives you have had to form a sense of your unique existence in the subtle body, in the subtle planes, across the veil. So when the brain is damaged in some way, the expression of your karma may become limited, and there may be many parts of your sanskara that cannot be expressed in that physical form and will need to take another physical form to find expression. Or your environment or circumstances may be such that an aspect of yourself cannot be expressed in that environment, and it will take another environment, either in this life it will happen, or it will happen in a future life to express those sanskaras which cannot be expressed in your current circumstance, if they are there. But what you have is in the sanskara and in the brain-mind function, the body-brain-mind function, is a disassociation many times from the spiritual heart. And it is only when that mental function and that identity with the body, mind, brain, and personality begins to take a little calmness that the deeper identity of consciousness with the wholeness of being, with the heart and the love that does not die, 
comes into view. So when the mental capacities become quiet, the brain function changes. Different types of waves are there as the brain quiets and receives a different type of message. And then there is a connection with the heart. You can train the mind to feel the heart, both in deep meditation and in daily life, by feeling your heart center, letting that heart center open, and hearing (coughs) what the heart is telling you. Not the mind, but the heart. Many times that advice will be closer to the infinite if you can feel your heart connecting with the whole, with that divine flow of oneness, with that divine omniscient presence, that cosmic mind which has created this whole universe within itself, what the brain and body experiences external and internal within the cosmic mind is all playing out. It is all within the cosmic mind. And that divine intelligence, that vast intelligence, lies within awareness, within the cosmic conscious intelligence, the whole universe plays out and that which you call you abides with the dream of you, the dream of your separateness, the dream of your past lives, the dream of your present life, the dream of time itself moving, all abides within this cosmic mind, this cosmic intelligence, which has formed the whole of creation. It is an underlying intelligence that can be known with the heart by melting into it. You cannot intellectually grasp it It is an intelligence far beyond your mind, body, brain. But you can know it by letting go, by loving, by allowing, by surrendering. Letting go of your judgments, your beliefs, all that defines you. Letting go. Because all of that is a limitation on your identity, a limitation on who you are. It is a dream of identity, of consciousness, of awareness with the mind-body process. But who is aware? Who dreams the dream of you? Who knows who you are? That massive 
profound, undying, cosmic intelligence is your creator, your sustainer, and the one who dissolves your identity into itself. So why fight what is? Let go. Let go. Let go of your resentments. Let go of your burdens. Let go of your identities, even the most core identities, and allow that conscious awareness that is you, that intelligent awareness, to let go, let go of control, let go of identities, even the most core identity, and allow yourself to open your heart and surrender. Let go into that most profound cosmological intelligent consciousness that is by its nature love, for it holds all of creation within itself. And the glue that glues it all together is love. The nature is deep, deep peace. And it is beyond any of these words. So if you want to have real intelligence, let go of the dream within the mind, which is part the sanskaras and the experiences you have accumulated, and part the brain which can express it, the neurological system in the body which can express it, the circumstances in which it can abide. You are most fortunate beings because you have opportunity for spiritual life that does not arise for all living beings. You have opportunity to know this infinite self. So you are very blessed with this human life and with this rarefied opportunity. But to take advantage of it, you must let go of your beliefs, even the most precious and connected to your identity, and allow yourself to melt in to that one, that vast, intelligent awareness that is the core of all that is.